Well, hello there, and welcome back into a Wednesday edition of the College Basketball Show here on BetUS TV. I am the somewhat rested, somewhat capable host. It was a long night last night of college hoops, of elections, etc. But we're here, baby. We're here at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and ready to go. I've got my handicappers. Mid-Major Matt is back. Matty Cox is back. Boys, good to be with you. Mid-Major Matt, good to have you back on the show here midweek. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I really hope Syracuse beats Georgetown this year so I can properly make fun of them as our hated rival. I can't do it if we keep losing to them, though. Yeah, that's not a uh, good thing. Georgetown, thankfully, somehow got a win for the first time since December of last year. Is that correct? It had been 11 months. Matty Cox, you come in here. We talked about that game yesterday on this show. And lo and behold, Coppin State hung right in with them and forced an overtime on a last-second three-pointer. You never know in college basketball. How you feeling, Matty Cox? Feeling good, man. Juan Dixon has been a non-conference cover machine. These, uh, his his squad out there is feisty. Um, and speaking of feisty, some might even say lucky. Providence uh, escapes with another ne- uh, near defeat, another nail biter, continuing the luck train that ran roughshod through last season, uh, knocking off Ryder by a point. Cover for Ryder backers, but uh, Providence prevails. Yeah, they, they find a way to win close games. They make free throws. They make plays. And it also helps Matt Joseph when the guy with the ball with a chance to win the game just falls over his own feet, which happens <laughs> sometimes. And it and it certainly happened last yeah. night uh, for Ryder in that one. Uh, some interesting games to start the season, to say the least. We're going to get into the handicapping in a couple of moments. Again, some housekeeping things. We're here live at 11 a.m. Eastern time each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. You can count on us being here handicapping games all the way through into the greatest month of the year, March, and all the way through to the Final Four in Houston. We will be here for you on BetUS and the College Basketball Show. And they want me to tell you about a couple of offers. I mean, number one, we've been telling you that if you are a first-time user to BetUS, BetUS BetUS.com, the sportsbook, et cetera, you've got a chance to get a $50 free play. Just go right down below us in the description and find out more about the $50 free play from BetUS. No money needed to deposit. Just get a $50 free play just for signing up. Take advantage of that. And, guys, it's about to be Thanksgiving. They've got a Thanksgiving five-word scavenger hunt working for BetUS and uh, users for BetUS. If you're signed up and you're a member, participate in the scavenger hunt. Find out more down below. You're going to win a Thanksgiving feast, potentially, if you figure out the scavenger hunt first. Again, look at the link down below us here to participate. Collect the five uh, words. Get a chance to win a free turkey dinner for the fam with everything, with all the sides, all of it from BetUS. Find out more about the turkey dinner scavenger hunt down below us. And while you're here, by the way, while we're promoting, hit that like button, hit the bell, make sure you're subscribing, make sure you're sharing it out. More and more of you have already found us as Monday became Tuesday. We suspect the same thing will be today. We're here, folks. We're here for the savages. We're here for the peeps on uh, weekday mornings at 11 a.m. And now let's get to it. I'm done blathering. I'm done with the promoting. Can we get to handicapping games? Boys, you ready? Let's get to some games. Let's handicap some games. That's what the peeps want, and we'll get a chance for your questions, by the way, in a little bit. Game number one, let's begin things with an interesting one, a Horizon League perennial tough team in Wright State, an NCAA tournament team a year ago playing host to another mid-major perennial contender and tournament team in Davidson. The line four and a half for the uh, Wright State Raiders. Our total is 149. Matty Cox, to you, begin things here on a Wednesday with an official play. What do you like and why? 
I like the over. Um, coming back after a day I got burned on a couple of overs, but I'm sticking to it. I, I think both these defenses are going to be a little bit dicey to start the season. Um, Wright State last year, now they escaped through the Horizon Tournament and ended up making the big dance and had you know some crazy uh, back-and-forth pinball-type scoring affairs in the NCAA Tournament. But the whole year, their issue was they couldn't guard anybody. And the same still holds this year. Uh, up front, they have major question marks. I think it's a team that's built on their guard play and their offense. And then on the other side of the coin, Davidson, now under the direction of longtime coach Bob McKillop, his son has, has taken over. Um, and I think they're going to maybe play a little more open, a little more free-flowing than the rigid motion half-court space Wildcats you're known for you know, what you saw in years past under the Silver Fox. So all that points to over. I think pace plays well for over. I think efficiency plays well for over. It's been bet up to 151. I'd still take it at 151. I wouldn't go any higher than 152. Interesting here on uh, this one. Again, I uh, got the privilege on national radio. Man, it seems like it was an eternity ago. It was back in March of this year of calling Wright State's win uh, as they got the victory in the Horizon League championship game and got to the NCAA tournament. It was emotional uh, for uh, several of their guys, including Scott Nagy, their coach, uh, who had lost his father earlier in the year. They had a couple of players that had deaths in the family. They were inspired. They made the NCAA tournament. All right, mid-major Matt, any thought if uh, no official play here on uh, the matchup tonight in Dayton, Ohio, between Wright State and Davidson? Uh, I mean, that game against Guilford was pretty tight, at least early, for Davidson, uh, and then they pulled away, uh, scoring a lot of points in that game. I I feel like some of the lower-level D2 games that we see, you can't necessarily get an accurate gauge in terms of pace. So I'm just my one worry with Davidson is that you know last year they weren't the quickest team, and who knows if they're going to you know continue that or if they actually are going to go and, and and pick up the pace a little bit. And then Wright State uh, is a is a solid team. They got a lot of guys back, but they lose two of their big guys in terms of Holden and Basile. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern there, but I, I don't see it. You know, as he said, Wright State's defense was so bad last year. So it, certainly if there is some pace here, Davidson should be able to find a lot of scoring opportunities against this uh, Swiss cheese defense. Okay, so again, Matty Cox early on in the year is loving points, loving the overs. Let's lock him in officially with play number one here on the Wednesday show, and that is over the total of 149 for the Wright State-Davidson game. We move on to game number two, and a team that has already gotten an opening win is the Youngstown State Penguins. Uh, I believe if we go back to our Monday show, we were on that game, were we not? Uh, Corby Craig had Youngstown State and got a and got a cover, got a win. Youngstown State now laying eight and a half, already back at it two nights later, playing here against a UT Martin team that has also been uh, in action. Uh, they lost a pit in their opening game, so they're staying kind of in the uh, Northeast Ohio, Western Pennsylvania region here to play this one on a Wednesday. Official play is back to Matty Cox again to begin things with a total of 155 and a half. Matty, what do we have here? Another over. Shocker. Uh, I guess I'm going to be the overtaker on this program this year. Uh, This is a game where you look at how both teams played in their season opener. You could argue it's a one-game anomaly. However, I'm looking at the pace, the rampant pace in which Youngstown and Martin played their last games. I think that's kind of a carry forward to what we see here, um, especially because both games were were blowouts. And I think this is a game where 
despite me being somewhat high on UT Martin, I think the Penguins destroy them. I think this is kind of a men versus boys situation with the depth that Youngstown State has. So what you're looking for here is a blowout and then more of a pickup exhibition type up and down game second half. I think that pace carries you over the total. Um, it's been bet up quite a bit. I think people are starting to sniff out that both these teams could be strong over teams this year uh, up to 155, but I'd still take it 155. So that's why I locked in this morning. All right. Interesting. Again, while we go in the back and forth here that Youngstown State get, did get a win in their uh, opening game, as we made uh, mention against Canisius, that was a road game. Uh, again, UT Martin on the road for the second time right away in three nights. Mid-major, Matt, any thoughts on this? If no official play here for the Penguins of Youngstown State trying to be 2-0? Well, I mean, uh, for this to hit, the Skyhawks better shoot better than they did in that last game against Pittsburgh. I had the Tennessee Martin in that game. I thought they were going to hang in. Of course, foul trouble didn't help either. It felt like everybody had two fouls like 10 minutes into the contest, so that certainly doesn't help an OVC team that's not necessarily deep, but that's my one worry here. And I'm, I'm Obviously, Youngstown State's defense is not what Pitt's defense is. There's two different talent levels there in terms of ACC and you know the other conferences here, but I mean, my one worry is if Martin shoots terribly again, uh, this this try you know this could be an issue, but you know I think the pace will be there, and and I think the opportunity Youngstown State's a team I'm going to look at a lot this season because uh, you know when you bring back a solid core like they have, I think they're going to be good. It's just can UT Martin help out enough to get this thing over the total? Matt, we were talking about mid major Matt. We were talking about philosophies yesterday. So in this case, I mean I know you're big on team totals. Would you be more confident? I'm not saying you're making an official play on not relying on UT Martin to get you across the finish line. So philosophically you're honing in more maybe in this situation on a team total, pay more attention to the to the team you like that you know that can score and they're at home, by the way, Youngstown State. Correct. Uh, yes, if I was to play any sort of total here, I would probably go with Youngstown State's uh, team total because their offense is so good, because uh, Tennessee Martin struggled so much. And if the pace is there, they'll have plenty of possessions. 80 possessions against Canisius, that's pretty good. And that was a road game where you find it harder to set your own pace. Now that Youngstown State is home, I, I could see, once again, this, this kind of quick thing. So, yeah, I, it's something I've kind of started doing a little bit as of late. Uh, is focusing on one side of the equation. So, yeah, I would lean more towards the Youngstown State side of things than than getting the Skyhawks involved. Good enough on that. The official play, though, does belong to our other Matt, Matty Cox, and he says lots of points. Give me the over yet again, over, over on the first two plays, over 155 and a half points. Uh, in this one for game number two. A reminder you see on our rundown that we will get to some questions if you have those about certain games. By the way, uh, get those in the live chat as we go along here live uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. There has already been debate about what is this shirt from mid-major Matt that's going back and forth in the live chat right now. Can you confirm verbally and on screen here what what is this that you're paying homage to uh, to something and someone? Go ahead. Uh, it's just from Ted Lasso. It's nothing, nothing big. I just basically nothing. picked it out of the closet. I don't have any rhyme or reason for anything. So, yeah, it's a Ted Lasso shirt. <laughs> and again, for those that are not aware, uh, Matt's got the Eagles loyalty. He's got the Syracuse loyalty. And now he's got some Ted Lasso uh, loyalty uh, as well here on the show. So that was going back and forth in the chat. Let's continue a couple of more games with official plays here on this Wednesday. Let's go to one that involves a Big East team, and that is Seton Hall with Shaheen Holloway. Uh, an interesting matchup with Monmouth, a big line, 20 and a half for the Seton Hall Pirates, a line of 135 and a half. We do not have an official play 
uh, from either handicapper. But mid-major, Matt, I want to begin with you about Holloway, Seton Hall, a lot of expectations. They are at home. They are a big favorite in this game. Thoughts here, nothing official, but thoughts here, mid-major, Matt? Well, Shaheen Holloway obviously has a lot of experience going against Monmouth uh, being in that conference earlier, so that's certainly something that will help. Although this is a Monmouth team that lost all five starters and pretty much has no one back who averaged more than 13 minutes. Uh, so this is a completely new Monmouth team for the most part. Seton Hall's got a lot of new pieces, too, so it'll be interesting to see how both of these teams kind of gel a little bit. Obviously, Seton Hall's home. I don't, you know, if I, if I believed more in the Seton Hall core, they've also got some injuries, too, that we have to watch out for for Seton Hall. So, you know, normally I would lean to the team that's at home in this situation with the big number, but there's a lot of question marks uh, with the Pirates still, so that's why it, it wasn't a play, but Monmouth could be uh, bad early on, to say the least. All right, interesting. Matty Cox, any thoughts here? How about an initial thought on how will Holloway do taking the big step up? I mean, obviously, the great run with St. Francis last year. He's a former player at Seton Hall. Now there's serious expectation. There's a spotlight on him. What do you think about this at the beginning of the season for Shaheen Holloway as the coach and the program? Yeah, we'll see what's, what they look like when they're fully healthy, but uh, Holloway's been bemoaning the injuries and illnesses they've had all offseason, kind of cautioning against a slow start. I think once he gets all his horses back and up to speed, um, he's ready to go. I think he inherits a roster that's very much built like the one he had at St. Peter's. Um, tenacious defensively, long, athletic. I think they're going to be great on the defensive end. The offensive side of the ball, we'll see. Um, I don't know if they have enough shooting, uh, shot-making to really have a balanced attack on both ends. But I think he's going to be uh, long-term the right solution. In this game tonight, I think it could be a bloodbath. I'm with Major Matt in this one. I think Monmouth, too many new pieces. Uh, King Rice does not sound very excited about his group this year. But then again, I mean, we saw Coppin State getting a lot of points, hang right in with Georgetown the whole game, get the game into overtime. As we mentioned, Ryder against another Big East team, Providence, take it right to the wire. Uh, at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Rhode Island uh, before losing by one. As much as we may just be dismissing Monmouth, maybe they hang in. Maybe they keep it close. Maybe not. Again, no official play uh, from the handicappers on this one, but we figured it was a good game to talk about. One game left on our docket before we get to your questions here on the BetUS College Hoop Show. And this one will swing out west. West Coast Conference team, Portland. Portland playing host to Florida A&M. Uh, again, Portland favored by 21 and a half, a big favorite in this one. The total at 139 and a half. Uh, full disclosure here, I, I love Robert McCollum, the Florida A&M coach. He's a former coach at the University of South Florida in Tampa, former coach at Western Michigan, who he had in the NCAA tournament, former longtime assistant under Lon Kruger as well. When Lon Kruger had uh, the Florida Gators in the Final Four, had uh, Illinois as the Big Ten champion. So love me some Coach Mack. Florida A&M, though, uh, probably overmatched in this game. It's a large number. Mid-major, Matt, we're coming to you for an official play. What do we like, Portland and the Rattlers of Florida A&M? So uh, there's going to be three plays that I play a lot this season, I think. It's, you know, the Toledo uh, team total overs, the Gonzaga first half overs. And I believe in this Portland team. Uh, you know, I think on this show last year, we had a bunch of, of Portland on there. In the year of what, where transfer portals are ravaging mid-major schools, Portland lost pretty much nobody and brought everybody back from a team that I think is pretty good offensively. You look at some of the guys that are back in Meadows and, you know, the, uh, the Robertson kid. Uh, and, and, you know, they added one or two key transfers and they play with pace and Florida A&M is out West Coast. Uh, they just came off of giving up a boatload of points to Oregon. Now, obviously, I don't think 
Portland is on the level of Oregon in terms of offense, but I think that we're going to see more pace. They only played a 68-possession game at Oregon. I think Portland's going to push it a little bit more. I think they're going to score a little bit more. Uh, I would have played the game over, but I don't think the Rattlers are going to give me much. So give me the uh, Portland team total over. I like the chemistry there. Shante Leggins is a great coach. I don't know how long he's going to be at Portland because he belongs to be in a higher level, but uh, I'll take advantage of it here and give me the uh, team total over for Portland. I think they win this game easily, um, and I think they put up a lot of points in the process. And we should make mention, Matty Cox, that we did talk just uh, briefly about a couple of different things and a couple of different teams. Uh, Oregon is one of the favorite teams out west. And again, Robert McCollum's been well-traveled. He was a Dana Altman assistant at Oregon, so that led to them getting the bye game where they could come and get paid uh, to basically be an opponent and probably get beat. Uh, out at Oregon. So they stay out West. I don't know what the situation here is with Portland, how much money they're getting or whatever, but they're getting another game. They're getting a check of some kind to play at Portland, Florida A&M. No official play, but Matty Cox, any thoughts here on this? It's going to be a tough year for the Rattlers. Just lost so much last year. Um, you, you saw them kind of fold in the second half against Oregon. Um, I know Portland's a class below Oregon talent wise, but I think the coaching and the depth that the, uh, the pilots have is going to be enough to allow them to continue to keep that foot on the gas late, even if they do get like a 15, 20 point lead. So yeah, I would lean Portland um, on the side. I think the totals stay away from me. I have no real feel for, um, you know, how fast or how efficient this game's played. All right. So again, the official play is for mid-major Matt on this one. And like we were saying, philosophically, he likes those team totals. He's going with a team total play here. And that is the team total over 80 and a half for the Portland Pilots. Am I correct, mid-major Matt? They're the Pilots, I think. That is correct. I believe I have that right. Uh, On that, not the Trailblazers, not the Timbers of MLS or any other version of Portland. Uh, while we cover all things here on BetUS. Shall we, boys? You never know with the savages and the and the live chat questions, shall we? Are we ready? Q&A time. We've already gone over Matt's wardrobe. Uh, by the way, Matty Cox has gone backwards hat. He's leaving it to theater of the mind as to what the logo is on the hat on the other side. Don't tell us. Just leave it to the Can't, theater of the we'll mind. We'll never reveal. We'll, never we'll, reveal. Do, do not reveal. We do see some pennants there in the background. Uh, questions. Interest in the, uh, in the live chat on a couple of games and maybe even uh, some parlays. Luis has a question here. Interesting one. San Diego University and Florida Gulf Coast playing tonight. Louisville also in action. And so in the question and answer, Luis wants to know, what do you recommend on a San Diego-Louisville play tonight, like a parlay? Matty Cox, you want to take a stab at that, a thought on that? Uh, I have no appetite to touch Louisville with the 10-foot pole. I I think they are um, at at real risk of being beat by their crosstown quasi-rival in in Bellarmine. Um, This is like barely a home game, and they've looked terrible in the exhibitions. I want no part of Louisville. So I would say isolate San Diego, make that a standalone play if you believe in what Steve Lavin has brought him this year, the old UCLA St. John's head honcho back to the sidelines in Southern California. Um, That's a complete crapshoot game, too, for me. A lot of new pieces, a lot of new transfers, talent galore, but how will the chemistry shake out? We don't know. So I'm going to stay away from both those. And, very good, Florida Gulf Coast pulled an upset over USC mid-major match on the opening night. They stay in Southern California to play San Diego. I know you don't have an official play here, but any thought about that uh, FGCU-San Diego game? And I know the viewer that's watching is curious about pairing it up with Louisville. Well, I mean, going back to the the Louisville side of things, I mean, the Knights, I I would be on the Knights. My concern is there was a bunch of guys in street clothes for their exhibition. Um, I'm going to butcher the guy's name, Freem. 
P-F-R-I-E-M, whatever his name we'll is. We'll go with that. He, uh, he is uh, a question mark for the game tonight. Um, Bellarmine, you know, Bellarmine has this style that you kind of have to get used to. And, you know, I don't know if a young Louisville team will be ready for it, but I need to know the status of some of these guys that didn't play in their exhibition games or else I'd be all over it. I think it's a lot of points. I think it's a, a lot of points because it's based off of an ACC team versus an A-Sun team. Uh, if these were two different conferences, I don't think the line would be as big. But as I said, injuries and other things are keeping me off of playing the underdog in that one. Okay. Good enough on that. Another question in the Q&A. Keep those going. We'll be here for a few more minutes on this Wednesday. Somebody under the handle Chosen One T Max. I think I have that right. Wants to know: Should I lay the minus twenty-two with LSU, the Bayou Bengals tonight, even though they have a lot of transfers and a new coach that is against Kansas City tonight in Baton Rouge? Anybody want to take that? Thoughts, Mid-Major Matt? Thought? Take me on that. I think, you, I think the Roos could be in trouble here. Uh, Matt McMahon was a sort of known for out-talenting the OVC, and this is another situation where at LSU, um, his roster is a lot better than I think people give it credit for. I think they lay over the talent that UMKC has uh, under first-year coach Marvin Menzies, uh, who kind of has like a globetrotter roster of all these international dudes. I think it's really much a work in progress for the Roos early on. Matt, any thought about LSU or any thought about this game, or you just want to move on? Uh, UMKC just lost to uh, Lincoln, Missouri, uh, yeah. 59-56 in a 70-possession game. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of red flags there. My one, my one worry about LSU is just trying to get everybody together and, and just kind of, you know, potentially working out the kinks a little bit. Maybe it's a little tight early. You live bet LSU. They pull away for a nice victory. But other than that, yeah, the Tigers should win this game rather easily. Uh, the Savages are going back and forth on all kinds of things uh, here in these games. We appreciate that. We see the audience growing as well. We'll stay here for a few more minutes with other questions. Carl is watching us. He says, any thoughts on South Dakota State and Boise State tonight? He says, uh, South Dakota State seems a little feisty. I think I have that right, that he means South Dakota State. Any thoughts from Carl there in the live chat on either one of those games this evening involving Two teams out west, South Dakota State and Boise State. Boise's a seven-point favorite in that matchup tonight. Any thoughts, guys? Matty Cox? Yeah, it looks like Boise took some money. It opened at minus six, got pushed up to seven. Uh, Boise State coming off their uh, Mountain West regular season title. I kind of feel like they might feel all fat and happy. Um, this one could be a little bit closer than the line indicates, even though South Dakota State is coming off a, a brutal hot, um, overtime loss at Akron, so you could argue there's some wear and tear, uh, maybe some uh, some heavy legs for the Jack Bunnies in the second half, but I think seven a touchdown is a little too much for a, um, a team I like quite a bit. Matt, any thought there on that, on Boise State at home tonight, uh, if no uh, play? A, t- a team that plays defense at home against a team that doesn't play any defense, I can see why the money's coming in on Boise State. Uh, I do like the fact that you know South Dakota State's got a game under their belt. Granted, the overtime probably didn't help, quick travel, uh, it's not exactly an easy travel going from Akron to Boise, I'm sure. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern here. But, you know, a team that's played already against a team that hasn't played, uh, there's some interesting factors here in this one. All right, good enough. Uh, I don't know, guys, if you have the question still. It was earlier in the live chat. Shout out to my man Noah, who I know a little bit. Noah is up early watching us because he's a West Coast guy. Again, we're live at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. in the West. And he was asking... Uh, I believe here about uh, the IUPUI game, who we've talked about here before, bad on this show uh, in in uh, last season, one of the worst offensive teams. 
So uh, Noah was asking specifically about the play on this game uh, tonight. Any thoughts on the on the IUPUI game this evening? I'm trying to find his exact question. I, there it is. Drake is a lock versus IUPUI. Noah, thanks. Any thoughts? Matty Cox. Well, there's some sharp money out there that disagrees. Uh, line open 28th and bet down to 25. So for some reason, people are excited to go out and bet the Jaguars who just got boat raced by Iowa State. Um, I can't really unearth the logic behind that. But um, if you're looking to back Drake, now's the time to do it. We got a couple extra points of value. Issue with Drake is I know they have a few key guys who are banged up. Um, hard to say how healthy or how not healthy they are. I don't think that really matters when it's um, you know, your multiple weight classes above your opponent. So I think this one could get pretty ugly. I, I kind of like where the uh, the question's coming from. Matt, any thought on that one or move on? Uh, I'm just on? happy for Matt Crenshaw that he's got more than five guys this year. Uh, that was a rough end to the season for the Jaguars, having only able to play five guys and not hoping anybody fouls out. But uh, it's going to be a problem. Uh, Drake is a very good basketball team. But as Matt said, you know, there's some injuries and some things. So maybe they pull off a little bit. They win the first half. Maybe you look at a first half bet here. Uh, and, and then second half, maybe they pull off a little bit because they do have another game coming up on Monday. Yeah, am I recalling correctly? They played in the postseason tournament and they played at the home site of Oakland University in the Michigan, Detroit, Michigan suburbs. And the five guys played all 40 minutes. Nobody, nobody fouled out. Obviously, they would have been dead with that. They couldn't foul people, et cetera. But they stayed like within 10 points, if I remember their last game. Yeah, it, was inc- it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, that they that they covered and hung in playing five guys the whole game in a in a postseason game uh, in that instance. By the way, we've gotten a couple of references that, Matt, you have not gone to hedging your happiness today. You did that on the first show on Monday. You have nothing to hedge your happiness on today, not hedging the happiness today. Uh, live no. chat's asking. Syracuse isn't playing. Gonzaga's not playing. And by the way, Syracuse scoring those last couple points at the end of the game, uh, thank God at least I got a push, but that was a little disappointing. But hey, they looked really good, so that's uh, that's the best thing that came out of it. I got a win and a push on the actual bet itself. All right. Uh, fair enough. I think that we are good on all of the Q&A, so why don't we circle back to best bets one more time for what the handicappers are on. For this Wednesday, there will be three official plays that you will see on the screen. Mid-Major Matt has a team total uh, out west for Portland and the West Coast Conference. And a couple of overs for uh, Matty Cox in a couple of matchups tonight involving Horizon League teams. And with that, I think that's a pretty full Wednesday show. Any final thoughts, guys, before we get out of here on the third night of the college basketball season? With some of the different action, any final thoughts? Matty Cox, anything else in closing? Uh, no, just go points. I'll say it again. Want lots of points uh, on those two overs. I was looking to see if there was a game that we maybe didn't mention that we want to get out of here on. I think we're pretty well, though, on any of these. Uh, I think we did pretty well on those. Mid-Major Matt, anything else? Final thoughts before we're good for a Wednesday edition of the show? Uh, like card, don't you don't have to go crazy. We're only in day three of the season, so if you don't like anything, you move on. You uh, play about play some stuff tomorrow. There's a lot more games tomorrow. 
All right. Good enough. We will obviously be here tomorrow as well. Good luck to our handicappers, mid-major Matt, Matty Cox. Thank you both for being here. Fabian and everybody at BetUS, thank you for hanging out uh, and making us look good here on the show. A reminder again, we're here weekdays at 11 a.m. You may be seeing the show later in, in the day, clips or in parts, previews of games. We're here live at 11 a.m. Get in the live chat, mix it up with us one more time. Hit the like button, hit the bell, share it out. More and more of you are finding it. Check out the link description for the scavenger hunt for the Turkey Day deal. You'll find out more. Follow that link down below on that. We also want to promote that you've got an opportunity on initial sign-up to get a $50 free play with no deposit required. Find out more in the link below us here and take advantage of those if you're looking to wager with BetUS uh, coming up for these games tonight or anything else that's going on. Boys, great job. Thank you, Matty Cox. Thank you, Mid-Major Matt. Good stuff, boys. Thank you. Thank you. And we thank everybody for watching for a Wednesday.